Best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. Bing bang boom. Bingo buckaroo. Bingo, bingo, bongo, bang, bango, bingo, bong, bong. Hey, neat, our microphones work. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's really what I was trying to get at. That's all we needed. Correct. Okay, goodbye. Okay, bye. <laughs> so, Nailed it. <laughs> yes. Uh, something else that we all need, a place to live. Mm, mm-hmm. And yes, an apartment is nice. Or trailer or home, like that's a house or, you know, whatever. But most importantly, I'm talking about on the big level. Jacob, do you have any idea what I could be meaning? The planet. (gasps) That's right. Here is the earth. It is round. (laughs) (laughs) We reference that often. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) True. The planet, Mother Earth, our home. We only got one. There's no planet B. Mm-hmm. Although there might be, but it's like hundreds of thousands of light years away and there will be no way that we could reach it before, you know. The untimely collapse of our environment. Correct. And subsequent death and mass extinction event. Mm-hmm. So let's have some fun with that, shall we? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you all know, but Earth Day was earlier. And then even more recently. Arbor Day. Correct. The day of trees. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. John Denver. Okay. What? I don't remember that. Oh, man. Okay. We listened to John Denver when I was a kid. Like, I remember my dad having one of his records or some of his records, but I don't remember that. It was like a whole ad campaign, like PSAs and stuff. It was like camera panning of gorgeous, like, tree lines and Mm. John Denver gently singing, like john denver did you know yeah yeah plant a tree for your tomorrow plant a tree today for all of those to share (laughs) did you ever okay so for arbor day did your school do the thing where every year each class or maybe it was per school i can't remember but i just remember we would like plant a tree every year in grade school that's so sweet where would you guys plant them um one year in particular that i remember it was like just at the park that was a few blocks away from the school. Nice. There was another year that we planted a couple on the school property. Like there was a big like hill. Okay. Um, behind the elementary school. And I believe we planted a few trees back there. I only remember grade schoolers doing that. And I didn't go to grade school in that town. Okay. But my mom was a teacher there. And I think it was like my junior or senior year. I was like her teacher's assistant. Oh, cute. Or maybe I just ignored the teacher I actually worked for and went and hung out with my mom. (laughs) This is a long time ago. I don't remember the details. Yeah. I do remember, though, taking all of the kids out with like the principal and some of the teachers. Oh. And yeah, it was like a thing. That's so sweet. No, I don't. I don't remember doing anything like that. In fact, in a sick and twisted way, I'm pretty sure that we like used construction paper to make trees and then we put them up in the hallway (laughs) (laughs) that's a little like decorating with i don't even know where i'm going with that the byproducts of a thing to recreate the thing oh like using glue to put uh things on your derby hat for the kentucky derby (laughs) that's messed up yeah (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I don't think that's a 
people don't still make like hooves aren't in glue no that's anymore, not a right? thing okay no Ugh, that's not a thing anymore word okay no that ended a long time ago bless yeah <laughs> Or it's, uh, you know, like using, which they also don't do anymore, I don't believe, that using ambergris in perfume to smell yeah. like a soft ocean breeze. No, that's not a thing anymore either. That is a protected substance. Yeah. Although I think that you can just find it like floating in the ocean. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can. Is it poop or like burp up? I think it's like the whale equivalent of a pearl. Like something agitates a whale's insides and they burp it up. Okay. I feel like that I learned that from a Bob's Burgers episode. Noise. I don't know if that's correct. <laughs> eh, that's fair. Um, but yeah. But something I do know is like there are, I think it's like the Arbor Society or something like mm-hmm. even uh, the Game of Parks. Are, there's some, some wildlife foundation-ish thing where you can actually just like contact them and let them know how many seedlings you would like. Hmm. And they'll send them to you for free. What? Yeah. So that you can help populate um, certain varieties like wherever you live. It'd be like a certain like native tree or whatnot huh. or, you know, one that's not like one that's fitting for the right yeah. zone or whatever. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, this episode, we wanted to talk about being a friend to the planet because mm-hmm. we really, I mean, man, we live here. Yeah. And like you said earlier, there's only this one. Yes. And it That's gives it. us everything that we need to sustain right. ourselves. So why wouldn't we treat it with that same respect of yeah. giving it in return what it needs to mm-hmm. sustain itself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also just something that, like, is really important to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same. Yeah. I I remember there's also, going back to the thing about planting trees, there's Mm -hmm. also services that, or, like, companies, I guess, that you can order, like, like, purchase. I believe it's a tree to be planted, like, in memoriam. Yes. For someone who's passed. You guys did that for my grandparents. Mm -hmm. That's right. Which was so sweet. We still need to take a road trip up there. Yes, we do. And see their trees Um, that would be amazing yes i would love that too and then you know not just in memoriam but there are some um afterlife options oh yeah one is like that biopod Mm -hmm. so instead of just being buried in a coffin or um being cremated or what's the other one that you talked about you want you might want to consider like the hydro it's i i want to say it's called hydro cremation where essentially it's high-powered water that breaks you down yeah it it breaks down the organic material so that it can be filtered basically through typical water uh treatment plants and it doesn't take as much like it doesn't have the same level of uh energy consumption as like cremation it doesn't have some of the other negative effects of other forms of afterlife care yeah so it's just that pod and then i think that they if I can't recall if it's like already a sapling itself or a young Mm. tree Mm -hmm. that (laughs) basically they put that on top of your biopod. And then as decomposition Mm. happens, um, that becomes an extreme fertilizer source. Yeah. For hello nutrients. Yeah. The tree. I always wonder when I think about like mortality Mm -hmm. and what is going to happen to my body when I die, like all of the preservatives and chemicals that are like in our food and oh and like the like, micro microplastics that they found are in yes. eight out of ten people yes all of those things like i know that there are certain embalming practices that basically prevent a body from 
decaying and being broken down in a natural way. Like, how do you request that not happen? Like, is that a thing that you can do? Or yeah. are there health standards that you have to abide so, by? I think it's actually um, by state. Because I know some states do allow natural burials where it's there's nothing mm-hmm. done to prep a body sure. before burial. I think I think that's called just like a natural burial. Yeah. So there are those options. And it's just um, I think you have to check with like the state laws hmm. of where you are. Interesting. I believe so. But then again, that's not something I've really checked. Yeah. Yet. That was something that I've, I don't know, a few years ago, I remember like probably eight years ago. I don't remember how I stumbled across it, but it was something that all of a sudden I was very aware of and thought about for a long time. Like, what what do I want? And like, what will the impact be? Like, I am aware of what my carbon footprint is now mm-hmm. while I'm alive. But after I'm gone, like, what? how will I continue to affect the planet, the environment, even after I'm gone? Totally. And I think about how, isn't it wild how much space is granted to cemeteries? Yeah. Yes. And so much water and like to so maintain, much that goes into maintaining yeah. like a lawn yeah. for a cemetery. <laughs> like yeah. there's so much. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that was a little um, incongruous, like incongruous, incongruous. There you go. Uh, yes. That we spend so much effort. And money. And money to keep things alive in a place to remember the dead. Which, you know, I can understand to a certain point, like, you know, those connections that we have matter. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. there are, you know, some religions where that's, you know, a big thing. True. Yeah. But <laughs> otherwise, it's just like, <laughs> to me personally, it's it just seems a lot of frivolousness um, mm-hmm. when you could have a favorite hangout spot that you know he would go to with your person or if they just really liked sunsets make sure that you go and watch a sunset every day instead but then again that's me personally and you know it's what it is but uh... i feel like that could be a whole episode like a whole conversation of its own just talking about (sighs) death and beliefs around death and and how to navigate that like i know we've talked about supporting each other while going while going through grief Uh, but maybe we could even talk about like you know when friendship ends yeah And it's not. Yeah. And if it stays in that realm of, you know, actual mortality or if it's when there is a friendship that ends and you still have that grieving process. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's not that the person is gone, but that friendship is gone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make a note and then let's get back to nature. Yes. Because it's neat. It's neat. Yeah. Ever since I was little uh, between Captain Planet, which obviously was super awesome and... (laughs) I've always loved to, uh, I remember, I think it was like at Pizza Hut when they still gave kids like um, toys or whatever at Pizza Hut. And I remember getting a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book and it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, share how you can be a hero to the planet. Oh my God, that's so cute. And it talked about, you know, like not throwing away batteries into mm-hmm. a garbage bin mm-hmm. or making sure that when you are uh, out and about that you don't litter or things like this. Yeah. And then I remember there was like this little snippet that was so horrifying to me when I was a child on Sesame Street. I was what? watching it. It was like a little cartoon in the middle of an episode of Sesame Street, right? And it was this so on the screen, there is like 
uh, a house that you can see into. And it's a little boy standing in the bathroom in front of a sink. And then you can see like, you know, what do they call it? Like a side cut where you could just see like inside the house. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. And then you can see from the sink, you can see the plumbing go down into the dirt. And then it goes across the screen and it leads into a little pond. And in the little pond, there's a fish. Right. And then it's like the little boy who's brushing his teeth and he just leaves the water running. And you watch the water go down from the pond and then you watch this fish freak the fuck out. Oh my God, I remember this now. It scarred me. Like it's still like, I'm a little bit stressed right now just remembering it. It was so frightening, so horrifying. Like that's an, an, that is an interesting choice to talk about water conservation to children. That is a... But I mean, the 90s are kind of notorious for that. Millennials, kids that were, I don't know, born in the mid to late 80s and early 90s that grew up seeing those kinds of ads, like, oh, they really were kind of heavy handed with some of that stuff. Like, we this all is still This is your brain up. on drugs. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, we all still cut the uh, plastic. Uh, oh, the pop, like the rings, th- thank I guess you. six yeah, pack the, rings. Yes, that. Yeah. Like, I don't, that that was just so ubiquitous and such an understood fact of life that no matter what, this is what you do. Otherwise, you personally are killing that turtle. And that duck is going to have it wrapped around its neck and it's never going to be able to do anything. And, it's going to yeah. be ostracized from its little duck friends and it's your fault. And I even remember my grandpa did that. So I was like, okay, this is, everybody does this. Everybody cuts, snips these rings. And I still, I'm so uh, neurotic about it. We're like, you know how there's those little tiny, the little tiny like hooks that are outside of the main Uh rings. Oh God, I got to snip that because I don't know what if a worm gets stuck in there. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Wholeheartedly. I do that. Um, and so I've, I, I even have a rough time, like when I'm just washing my face in the morning mm-hmm. and, uh, let the, I feel like I'm letting the water run too much. Mm-hmm. Like all oh, that fish, that fish, <laughs> that he's going to come to get me. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to come to get you. In my dreams, man. In my dreams. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, so one of the things that we were looking at to talk about, like some really specific small things people can do. Yeah. One of them actually and this is something I'd been thinking about sharing and discussing for this episode anyway, Was but like shaving in the morning, like I get such a five o'clock shadow so quickly and I just, I don't like the way it looks when I'm at work. Like to me, it feels yeah. like just, it's not professional in a way that I would choose to hold myself out. Sure. I don't have enough to have like a really cool beard. So I just have to shave every day. I hate it. If I forget to turn the water off, like in between rinses, it stresses me out because I I don't think about that particular fish, but I do think, oh my God, like I get this image in my head. Oh, maybe I should see a therapist. I get this image (laughs) in my head of like, um, I don't know, like the, the ground just like drying up and cracking and like this horrible drought occurring like oh my god i'm contributing to that by not saving water and we're so lucky where we live like we we've never been put on that i remember anyway put on like a mandated Mm -mm. uh water reduction like there was people down in South where yeah. I can't remember where, but nobody was allowed to water their lawns anymore. Right. So, right. you know, sometimes people are ingenious and lawn care companies instead started offering to just spray paint the dead grass green. Well, that's a choice. 
I mean, if that's an aesthetic you really want, yeah, they would just go in and spray paint your lawn for you. To me, I'm like, well, okay, let's come up with something else. Like, I, I'm not sure that I even would want a big lawn necessarily. Like, all that water and effort for me, yank it out, replace it with something that is going to grow with like minimal water. Clover, like clover, yes. yes. Or what was that that I texted you the other day? I saw a thing on Twitter. It was some kind of a, oh, it's a, like a, a wild time. Or yeah, that's what it was. A yeah. wild time. So pretty, grows in low light mm-hmm. and like just creeps out and essentially just creates it's a cover. lot of its, its own. It's ground cover. Yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I also am just really lazy and don't want to mow a lawn. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so I do love that there are such ingenious minds that like can come up with neat things to be a friend to the planet. And what's so interesting is that oftentimes these really cool inventions come from like a kid at their middle school science fair or something. Like, Do you yeah. remember hearing about those? It's like those little, basically like an open-ended bucket. Well, I guess all buckets are technically open-ended. <laughs> but <laughs> Yes, they are. It, that leads into like a net <laughs> underneath. So like a tube, basically. Right. Oh, yes. And then with the waves, mm-hmm. it makes like this little somewhat of like a suction area yeah. so that debris is kind of drawn to it Pulled from the surface mm-hmm. and then uh, gets caught in the bottom of that or what's the, the other one that was like is out in the middle of the ocean and it's got these long sprawling arms and right, it kind of just kind of like collect yeah the, the garbage yeah i can't remember how that one works I, I i can see it in my head i remember mm-hmm. reading about it i just can't remember like the end goal <laughs> Like, does it just push it around? Uh, I don't remember. It gathers it all in one spot so that it can be easily collected. Mm, I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because those were both made by, like, middle school, high schoolers. Te- I believe so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That just really care about the ocean and, like, protecting the fish. And their little brains that, you know, mm-hmm. they still have that bit of imagination in there. So they're like, well, why wouldn't this work? Yeah. They haven't been crushed to death by capitalism yet. We. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is, I find those things so fascinating. And like, my brain does not work in that way. Like, my stepdad is kind of an inventor. Like, he's just got a very, very technical and very creative mind that he comes up with these things that just I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing that I needed, but I need it. And it also, like, it almost seems like a duh level thing. Like, yeah, how yes. has this not existed <laughs> oh, yet? Right. So I think it's so cool that there are so many people out there with those gifts, with those talents, who are thinking about and trying to protect the environment. And we all know that that's, like, a huge deal. Like, I was reading this little story, and it says um, 70% of 70% of Americans say that climate change is a top contributor to their stress right now and part of that is actually health concerns from climate change isn't that interesting well i'm assuming you know like with whether it be being able to breathe in you know like air pollutants and whatnot or maybe other health concerns could even just be like water quality so what is in the water or those you know microplastics Mm -hmm. that are in the food that we eat now and so now it's inside of us Mm -hmm. those are health concerns i guess i hadn't thought about it in that way for me when i think about the climate and my biggest concern is not health but uh climate 
at refugees. Oh, for sure. As the world continues to warm up and places become hotter and hotter every year to the point that uh, I think there, I think it was Pakistan or was it Afghanistan? I can't remember. I want to say it was somewhere in Pakistan this past summer got so hot, like over 130 degrees Fahrenheit. And in this region, that's so much above the average that people literally were like having to flee and were literal, literal refugees because of the climate change. And then you think about the oceans rising and, and kind of that doomsday mm-hmm. scenario of coastal cities being affected and, and being underwater. Where are all of those millions of people going to go other than inward? inward? Mm-hmm. And then where are we going to house them? And how are we going to feed them? Correct. And I mean, it just, it, it it's such a scary thing for me to to like, ah, this is not a thing that Jacob can fix. <laughs> Don't go into that anxiety cycle. But it's it's not something that we can fix, but we can be part of making it not worse. True. Yeah. And we've got two. Would you mind if I had one yeah, of those? Okay. Absolutely. We've got some things that we can do. Do you want to start, Jake? Uh, yeah. So um, in this one... Uh, a study found that 92% of homeowners have actually taken the initiative to upgrade things like their appliances, their shingles. So efficiency, basically, efficiency right? Things. Yeah. And I know, like, so as I'm sure everybody knows at this point, I'm like trying to buy a house mm-hmm. and thinking about insurance and those things. Well, a lot of homeowners insurance companies will give you like a reduction or some kind of incentive off of your homeowners insurance if you upgrade to certain uh, standards for like your windows. Um, so will your utility company. And I know that from experience. That's right. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of incentives from which kind of lawnmower that you choose to use, mm-hmm. from what kind of appliances to upgrades for efficiency, even mm-hmm. just changing your light bulbs to LED. Yeah. They will give you money. Whoa. Yep. Come on, folks. <laughs> Uh, so things like sealing and caulking your windows um, to reduce. Uh, oh, like we do in the winter. Yeah. Um, basically better. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word draft to reduce drafts, um, improving your insulation. So yes. what? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, your husband did that whole insulation project. That's going to make a huge difference for you guys. Oh, totally. Um, installing a smart thermostat, which I think that sounds so cool to be able to control the temperature from your phone. Low flow toilets. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about our fish friends. Correct. And those are just like, and you've always seen those, uh, like on the top of the tank, there is the two buttons. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. usually it's cute. Like one's a full moon and one's a half moon. So that did you take a number two? Use the full <laughs> one. Oh, did you just take a tinkle? You can just use the half one. That has never occurred to me. Oh, yeah. I've always thought that was such an interesting interesting choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, they could just be circles. I just assume that they're moons because, you know, that's butts. what they look like. Yeah. Butts. <laughs> uh, and then replacing, like Melissa said, replacing old appliances with smart or energy efficient ones. Because again, that's going to reduce your gas costs, your electric bill. Mm-hmm. And overall, when we all are contributing to a lower, uh, what's the word? Lower impact impact on the power grid that inherently is going to mean that we're creating and needing and relying less on things like coal and other unsustainable forms of electricity. 
And I know it can be like, it's intimidating because buying new things is so expensive. Like trying oh, to buy yeah. a new refrigerator. Oh my gosh. Unless, you know, like even the bottom of the line Hundreds ones. Of dollars. Oh yeah, like easily 350 you know, yeah. for a decent sized, mm-hmm. regular sized refrigerator. But if you want like, there's still like $800, $900 for like the fancy, fancy ones. But Oof. the the mechanics themselves, the insulation and the build of the newer refrigerators have been so tested and confirmed that this is like the most optimized Hmm. build like your old refrigerator probably leaks some of that cold air probably doesn't Hmm. have as efficient of a pump Mm -hmm. so that coolant Mm -hmm. or that freon or whatever yeah isn't being used properly and they you know they've had time to figure out is like does the freezer need to be on top or does it make more sense for the freezer to be on the bottom you know so these things or like even with ovens the insulation in there's oh better gosh, so yeah. then you know you you don't have to keep reheating and that uh it doesn't become residual heat it mm-hmm. stays where it mm-hmm. needs to be so yes that's fascinating so the like the sticker shock of course i totally get but it's over gonna time, pay though, itself off yeah over time yes you're less likely to have to replace it it's going to take a chunk out of your utility bills. Mm -hmm. I can imagine like speaking specifically about freezers and refrigerators, there's probably some impact on food quality and food preservation. I mean, (laughs) I'm not sure about that, but maybe with like, if you use the veggie drawer properly, (laughs) I don't know because it's all staying at the same temperature, whether it's a shitty refrigerator or a good one, you know, that's true. I guess I feel like my refrigerator, if I keep certain things at the front as opposed to the back oh is there a like, temperature difference there's a huge temperature difference oh. i've had i think it was a bundle of strawberries that froze in oh, my refrigerator because the they don't come back from being no, frozen they do not unless you put them in a blender and then well i guess then that's fine yeah but when you just really wanted some fresh strawberries <laughs> you bit into one ah what, <laughs> yeah. what the hell I didn't even do that because they clearly had crisp, like ice crystals oh, on them. Oh, damn. In, your in my refrigerator. Fridge, huh. In the middle shelf. Oh, that's it, wild. And I do not have it. Like, I have that turned down so low. Like at the acceptable level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to freeze dry my food in the fridge. I freeze mean, dry, flash freeze. That's what I meant. Yeah. So, you know, talking about like, switching things over, uh, switching over to like LED light bulbs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I never knew that I needed to stress about was what goddamn color color variant of light bulb to get i know like from cool to warm to the soft or to the whatever i'm like oh so i was at the store and i look up above all of the light bulbs and then you know trying to understand like what wattage what lumens all of the Mm -hmm. things right there's so many it's like trying to do toilet paper math it's (laughs) so difficult it's intimidating it's ridiculous (laughs) i was looking up and thank goodness i finally found this but again it was uh, above the shelving of this big box store Mm -hmm. so there's like those three levels of shelving and then this display clear at the top which no human person is well i shouldn't say that normal people will not cock their head at a 45 degree angle upward to look at this thing but i'm glad that i did because it showed all of the all of the light options hmm in just the colors, not the styles of bulbs, you know, or like the screw part or frosted or whatever. <laughs> it's like oh my god, eight different colors to choose from. And then it had like, well, this might be best for your kitchen or this would be great for your reading spot where you just want soft, warm light. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 
I don't know. So many things. And I actually got so confused. I don't know if you've ever noticed that in my bathroom upstairs. Oh, yeah. It's a mix of them because I went, surely it'll be fine if I just mix them all, right? Yes, it is fine. (laughs) Could you imagine if it was like if you mixed colors, like all of the colors of paint, it just turns poopy brown. (laughs) Just poopy brown light in my bathroom. Oh, God, that would be terrible. Yes. That would be terrible. Yes. I've had that same anxiety in a store and Target has that same thing, which at first was helpful because then I was like, okay, now I have a point of reference for each of these types of light. There we are. Okay. But then I was like, well, but what do I have at home already? Yes. I don't know. Uh Uh-uh. I, I... I, I've never thought about it. Oh, all of mine are... It's, whatever room you go into, you're going to find a mix of different kinds of lights. Yep. Like, I don't... I, I have, like... I have a friend who sent me home a few... I don't know, maybe, like, a year ago I was out visiting her, and she sent me home with, I think, 24 oh, or 36 light bulbs because she and her husband, I don't know how they got them. I don't remember what the story was, but they had this huge box of all of these just LED lights, and they're like, um, we're never going to use all of these in our lifetimes yeah please take some because it's 300 <laughs> years worth of like they can last 10 years right yeah oh my god wild so i'm like well at least now all of my light bulbs will be the same because i don't have to purchase light bulbs <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, another thing that I've done is uh, tried out bamboo toilet paper. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Give us a review. Nobody said anything when I switched over. Nobody even knew. You didn't even know until I told you. Until you told me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you've been using it already. (laughs) Really? I went, I know. It doesn't suck, right? No. It's just as soft. It's... And just as uh, durable as the regular stuff that we've all been privy to. And it's not like that shitty um, highway rest stop. Like single ply. Elementary school office. Yeah, office toilet paper. Mm, No, it's better than that. Mm -hmm. For sure. But yeah, it's a little bit more expensive. But when you think that bamboo grows so extraordinarily quickly Mm -hmm. that harvesting enough to make the same amount of rolls versus how many trees it would take Mm -hmm. is like you're chopping down an entire living thing to wipe your ass when yes you're chopping down live things with bamboo but they're going to grow just as tall yeah in and much shorter amount of time correct like a year they'll be 10 feet tall again mm-hmm. you know that so anyway. seems like a much more sustainable way to make paper products that and hemp yes right? wholeheartedly the thing that and i think can... yeah hemp can be harvested multiple times within its growing season right right yeah we just need to have more uh facilities what do they call that um manufacturing like, facilities yeah. or processing facilities right. that's yeah. something that frustrates me when we talk about climate change and, and we talk about taking care of the environment is you know there's all these advertisements and there are these things that we can do individually mm-hmm. that collectively creates a significant difference but when you look at the numbers such a huge proportion of air pollution water pollution um electricity use comes from mega like corporations and to me it just feels like a little bit of capitalistic passing the buck oh totally oh, we're not going to make any changes to our factories, to our whatever, because this is how we make a profit. So we're going to lobby and and convince you, the consumer, who has no say over these things, that you're part of the problem, that you are the problem. But don't look back over here at us where we're creating 70% or what, I can't remember what the oh, number is my of God. the problem. It's like Nestle going into those tiny towns and raping their water resources. Yes. yeah. And then selling that same water 
that they're stealing from their community, selling it back, back to, to that them. community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's oh, if you guys want a wild ride, just oh, type yeah. that into YouTube and be prepared to like it's have have something close that you can punch, preferably a pillow <laughs> and not a living being. But correct, yeah, what's well, horrifying? Yeah. So, well, and the fact that like so, Flint, Michigan, still doesn't have usable water. They're very close, though. So they've still been dropping off pallets and pallets and pallets and pallets and pallets and pallets and pallets pallets of bottled water. Then these people who need these bottles of water, nobody's helping them to responsibly dispose of these hundreds of thousands of plastic bottles, which then in itself leads to another environmental trouble. Like, ooh. It's a vicious cycle that, unfortunately, I think, you know, like it started, <laughs> it started a long time ago. Um, and I think it's it's just so human to like to be comfortable and right. have the easy way. And for a lot of people, unless you live in a place like Oregon or California or somewhere where being mindful about your impact and the way that you purchase things or use things or dispose of things, unless it's ingrained in the community that you are living in mm-hmm. and you have access to these facilities and these other purchasing options, it's really difficult to oh, yeah. to make those mindful changes that we've grown up with like a certain level of normalcy that we buy toothpaste and it comes in a plastic tube which is inside of a, a cardboard, cardboard box. box which might even be wrapped up with plastic mm-hmm. you know but uh anyway <laughs> i feel like i could just go on and on and on about the woes but i'm i promise i'm still listening i'm also looking to see what the status of flint's water is because i oh, know thank you i i saw I, I read an article like in the last six months that suggested that it was like months away from being com- like from completion yeah thank you so here's my question though is like how many years has it been it started in 2014 think how many bottles of water they've been going through and that's their daily life now mm-hmm. yeah. has been since 2014 and then that improper water Right. Like those babies drinking that water, getting that lead poisoning, like which leads to so many physical health issues, but also mental health issues. And I'm talking about like uh, learning disabilities or whatnot. And that mainly in those lower income communities who can't afford proper health care, can't take the time to take off of work to go and help their children find the health care that they need. Mm -hmm. But then those kids end up needing services. And these people who rely on these services because somebody else skipped over proper quality water care are needing to rely on a system that people keep trying to dismantle Mm -hmm. or disenfranchise and like oh it is it is an endemic systemic problem so according to an article published in politico in december of 2020 they had replaced enough of the pipes that flint largely had clean water running through the pipes however people were so i guess conditioned and lacking trust that for a long time they still weren't um they still weren't using the water i believe it i don't blame them well how do you trust yeah how do you trust how do you trust the again municipality that was supposed to protect you from this to begin with and mm-hmm. was blatantly negligent and something that 
is just like it's a quality of life issue for an entire community. We spend hundreds of thousands of charitable hours mm-hmm. helping other countries yeah. build water infrastructure. That's a big thing that the Peace Corps does. When yeah. I was, uh, I, I do look back on my life. That's one of my few like, oh, I wish I had. Uh, but the Peace Corps, when I was thinking about joining, I wanted to go work with their water uh, purification teams. And, and that just even a decade ago seemed like, duh, this is something I could go do. And yet had the naivety that surely people in the U.S. wouldn't have water problems. Surprise. Oh, there's inequity mm-hmm. all across mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what we think of as a very civilized and friendly place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So really, like, when we are kind to the earth, it's also being kind to those other humans because then they Mm -hmm. can have better access to those resources. And Mm -hmm. even thinking about, you know, things like trying to bring back a population of animals Mm -hmm. so that future generations can see some of the creatures that Mm -hmm. exist. Mm -hmm. The wide, awesome variety of cool-ass and very weird (laughs) creatures, you know, that live on this planet instead of just hearing about them, you know, through a a visit to the museum or a book, right? you know, like to be able to have beautiful places for future generations to go and visit when they Mm -hmm. go on a holiday trip Mm -hmm. with their family or to have the opportunity for it's almost like, uh, what do I want to say here? Um, I can't quite think of how to word it, but making sure that the same opportunity to explore and see and enjoy the world in the way that we have, because mm. it's changed so much since our childhood, but oh, granting yeah. that same like opportunity of childhood joy and mm-hmm. excitement mm-hmm. to future generations. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of having things be so bleak and so, um, I can't think of words today, Jacob. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, but yeah. So, so being kind, being a friend to future generations is, hmm. you know, it's as simple as just being a little bit more mindful, mm-hmm. clicking mm-hmm. off those lights when you exit a room, um, changing, doing your laundry because things are so much more efficient. Like you don't need that hot, hot, hot water. It's no. going to make your colors run. And if yep. you use cold water, it's way, way less expensive. And if you have access to a a washing machine that gives you the choice use tap cold water not water that has been intentionally cooled i never knew that that's what that setting meant i googled it the first time you let me do laundry here because i I was embarrassed to ask like what is tap cold versus cold i wouldn't have known what to tell tell (laughs) you it's just like cold straight from the tap yeah like because the earth is obviously the earth is obviously going (laughs) to keep that water cooler yeah exactly um yeah and being mindful when you shop so buying the bringing your own bags yes yes uh, that wasn't where I was going to take it, but I was thinking in laundry land, oh. um, buying the uh, concentrated uh, like the detergent. H-E. Yeah, 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 the high efficiency or whatever it's called mm-hmm. that uses less water and therefore you don't need to use as much detergent. And trust me, you don't need to use as much detergent as you probably are. Yeah. If you can see a lot of suds, you're overdoing it because that means that that soap is just going to sit <laughs> in your clothing. And get a little crunchy. Yeah. A little crunchy. And then, you know, those wool dryer balls, instead of perpetually using yes. those, I, it took me a long time to get husband out of that habit of like, because he just really enjoyed the smell of them so much, I think, that it, like he equated doing laundry with that smell of 
dryer sheets. Oh, yeah. So I thought you meant, okay, I wasn't following it first. Yeah, sorry. Yep. So instead, like, and if you if you do want to, you can put some, like, essential oils onto yeah. your... Wool. Uh, onto the wool balls, and, like, that can help spice up the smell if you really want. Otherwise... And they're still really effective at cutting out the static electricity. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, hello, you buy those, what, a pack of four for 20 bucks and use those for three years, four years? I've had mine for over five. Well, there you go. Yeah. I did find, because I'm, I'm with your husband in that, I really like the, sell, the smell of a dryer sheet. Mm-hmm. So I ordered some, and I don't know how I feel about them. I really like the smell, but they are recycled and biodegradable. They aren't that like... Plasticky, plasticky weird, almost stuff. fiberglass. Right. What even are they? I have no idea, but I did learn a trick. Like if you happen <laughs> to still use them and are still using them until the box is gone. Cool for you for choosing to change. Mm-hmm. But if you ever happen to break glass, yes. a used dryer sheet, those gently the, opened up wider uh-huh. fabrics, or excuse me, um, fibers, since it's been used, perfect thing to get those tiny little shards that you can't see with your eyes. You told me that when I texted you one night at the beginning of the pandemic that I had dropped a glass and oh. broken it. So the ones I have now, the ones that I'm trying out, literally by the end of the dryer cycle, they've already broken down to the point that there's almost nothing left. So you just got to make sure that you find it before you put on your clothes. Correct. And you're walking around with a weird tiny thing on your butt. Yes. Okay. Um, I can't remember what exactly they are, but they're super biodegradable. Like that was this website's whole thing of like sure. making cleaning products that don't have any harsh chemicals in them. Mm-hmm. They're all natural and very easy on the environment. Nice. Yeah. So I found, because I actually like most cleaning products give my uh, respiratory system a trip, my dude. Like even things like Windex, I can't stand that. But usually choose to find um, different like natural cleaning, Mm -hmm. which they work great. Uh, Yeah. You know, and I actually have, I was able to find this, speaking of like glass cleaner, it's a two cloth system. One is like larger woven, little square, like a pattern to the fabric itself. Hmm. So you just wet that with water. Or what I do is I'll use a little bit of water and vinegar mixed together because vinegar is pretty good at breaking down some of that stuff. So a little bit of vinegar water and then, you know, use it on whatever glass or whatever you want to clean. And then it's got like uh, a cloth that's basically like those eyeglass cleaning cloths. Oh, yeah. Like the really, really soft. Yeah. uh, yeah. And it's very moisture wicking, this this Hmm. one. So you can just like, after you've wiped things down, wipe on. on. Yes, and then you wipe (laughs) off with this other one and it leaves it completely streak-free, absolutely clean, and no other chemicals besides water and vinegar. I love that. That's amazing. It's hella baller. What I've been doing is I use a two to one water vinegar or vinegar to water mix. And I just have that in like a spray bottle. Yeah. So I'll spray my kitchen counter. And if I really want it to like smell nice, if I'm, I don't know, cleaning something else, a couple drops of an essential oil of like lavender or something, or I really like citrus. So I'll use one of those. That has been like a game changer because with my allergies, a mm-hmm. lot of those chemicals give me the same kind of a reaction of yes like, oh i'm gonna be sneezing now for the rest of the day like i know some people really like that smell it's like a sign that things are clean but for me it's like it's open every much. window so that i can breathe because yes. i can't handle it's it so chemically yeah so isn't there another thing where you 
can make your own cleaning just with like orange rinds and the citric acid that's actually in those orange rinds mm-hmm. is what is like in most cleaners anyway is citric yeah. acid that helps to cut through yeah. stuff. So that's an option as well. I have read about that. I've never tried it though. I think our friend Brittany did. Oh yeah? Yeah, at least I saw it like sitting next to her sink and I'm, I'm assuming that's what it was unless she was just <laughs> making some weird kombucha. That could be. That could be. We're not judging. Yeah. Um, Ooh, oh, go ahead. And baking powder, not baking yes. powder, baking soda mm-hmm. with to be like an abrasive. vinegar. As, yeah. Yeah. So when I moved into my apartment, the little tiny mini stove was so gunky and so disgusting and I just, I couldn't handle it. And I was not about to go buy some nasty, harsh chemicals. Googled it, baking soda and a vinegar water combination you mix in a little bowl until the fizzing stops because you don't actually need the fizzing. That's just the reaction. And then use that paste with like a rag and the the whitest cleanest mm-hmm. that stove has ever looked noise so i still do that from like every i six do months. that when because we live in an older house and i know our pipes are gross so when my drains get a little stinky when my bathroom drains get a little stinky not my personal body bathroom drains when the plumbing in my house gets a little stinky mm-hmm as it does, as plumbing does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, it just makes uh, like a decent amount of baking yeah. soda with water until it becomes a pourable paste, like in, like hmm. thick, thick, not like Triple easily thick. Yes, not like easily pourable, but like it'll mm-hmm. go down the drain. Mm-hmm. Pour that down there. Wait a few minutes, and then come back in with just vinegar and then Mm. oh it's so satisfying oh my god i bet between watching it fizz out and then you can actually see some of the gunk that comes out with the fizzes you're kidding it's gross oh my god that's so great and then it you know works its way down the rest of the like because there's that little trap and then it just keeps going and then once you stop hearing the fizz you can put a little more vinegar in otherwise just boil up some water and then pour that down your drain to help flush the whatever is huh. still in there. Yeah. And I would say it probably works for like about three months before I need to do it again. But something else, and I've shown you this because I, I don't take frequent showers, but when I take a shower, it's like mm-hmm. I'm going all in, right? Mm-hmm. And I always feel bad about how long my showers can be. But I found this, uh, it was basically like the Kickstarter video for this yeah. um, shower head. Super which, cool looking. Yes. And Moen actually teamed up to help me manufacture it Mm -hmm. and they've they had so many people back it on kickstarter that it was like two and a half times over what they what their kickstarter goal was that's how many people were like hell yes please do this because on any of its four settings you're saving between 40 to 60 percent of the water that is used with a normal shower head what that is amazing that's such 40 to 60 percent less water every shower and the people that they like that created this they i remember in the video they talked about like it doesn't feel like a mm-hmm. low pressure low flow shower head like right you still get like that really nice water pressure you get that really good like mm-hmm. i still feel like i got thoroughly clean yes <laughs> and what was it that part of their part of the mechanism itself they actually use 
um, found ocean waste of old fishermen's nets that they have oh, just yeah, that's right. that they've reclaimed from the ocean floor, or you know, mm-hmm. they use those plastic nets as part of this mechanism. So you know, like a little yeah. bit less plastic out in the world. Yeah, and it's being repurposed to something that's going to last and and help cut down on water yeah. waste. So freaking cool. Yes. So anyway, I'm going to buy that, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I think it said that in less than a year and a half, it would pay for itself in water savings. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. That's worth it. I'm probably going to be taking showers in a year and a half, so <laughs> yes. And if you're not, we're going to be having some conversations. Okay, fine. Uh, hey, what do you say to like a quick break? Yeah, how long, have, what are we at? <laughs> Guess. 48. Oh, close-ish. 42? 57. How have we gone 57 what? minutes without a break? It's because we're not four deep. <laughs> but I need to pee. Okay. All right. Break time. Makes it so much easier, especially if there's like a long section where <laughs> we've gone way off the rails. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we tend to do that. Sometimes. Sometimes. So <laughs> now knowing that we have recorded for close to an hour already, yeah. which is weird because it feels like we haven't even really talked about anything substantial or solid yet. <laughs> I know. Wild. And yet, I think we have. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, actually, when we were taking a break, mm-hmm. something that I wasn't sure if I was going to bring up once it hit my brain, mm-hmm. but electronics. I was listening yeah. to, or I was watching this video on YouTube, and it was talking about, um, like, electronics and the precious minerals that are in them, you know, whether it's cobalt or copper, any of these things that we use to make computer chips and and things like this and how we're always more and more so relying on technology and these things then in turn need these precious minerals and usually that's like a very invasive mining thing and then of course you you think about cobalt mining and how that's a a huge conflict when it comes to child labor and very dangerous Mm -hmm. conditions for those children um but this gentleman who came on to talk about the company that he works for and he said actually the biggest wealth of these precious minerals aren't still in the ground the biggest availability of those precious minerals are sitting in a box in somebody's closet Mm -hmm. and when he said that i went I've got a drawer because he said, think about all of the old digital cameras that you Mm -hmm. have, all of the old cell phones, all of the old CD players or disc mins Mm -hmm. or anything of that, like any old technology that you have between those technological technological devices and all of their cords for like charging or hooking it up to a speaker or something. Those are all in a drawer for me. And like that drawer would be full, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But he said, that's the biggest wealth of these Hmm. minerals. So instead of just letting them sit or instead of throwing them away, because P.S., by the way, please don't just do that, whether it's a a, a laptop or an iPad or a phone or whatever, you can take that. There There are different disposal sites where they will take it and they will actually refurbish the, or maybe that's not the right word, but they will- Extract. Yes, those minerals and the things that they can so that they can be reused. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you get a chance to uh, search engine machine to see if there's a local drop off near you and, you know, consider like doing some spring cleaning of your old devices, of your old little tech. 
I have a whole box, like an old laptop that doesn't work anymore. I got, I barely got a year out of this laptop. It was such oh. a piece of crap. Whatever. Uh, I've got old phones. I've got my Wii and my old Xbox 360. Like yes. I will never play those again. I just won't. Because on the new game, new game consoles that I have, I have there's access those to retro, all those old games. Yeah, there's those retro kickbacks, so you yeah, don't need so don't them need anymore. Them. So like even on my Switch, I I still have my old Nintendo 64 and a bunch of games from that but nintendo switch just added a library a whole bunch of nintendo 64 games oh, how funny so i've been replaying banjo kazooie oh. i've not played that <laughs> since i was like 12 star fox is what my twin oh, brother loved star i love that and the little the little characters when they would speak right i'm really waiting for them to do a gamecube version because uh star fox on the gamecube was the best you like could go down to the planet and like run around and make friends with dinosaurs oh it was the best game oh i miss that game so good uh but yeah when you were telling me about that i was like oh my god like i when i marie condoed my house last summer i <laughs> i don't know what to do with this stuff it doesn't spark joy but also it's electronics that mm-hmm. i know I'm, i can't like like batteries too like you just do not throw these things away. Do not let them go sit in a landfill somewhere. Don't contribute to that. That's another thing. Sorry. Oof. Rabbit trail. Yeah. Uh, trash. Like just the amount of waste that we consume mm-hmm. or create. Going back to the thought of the toothbrush or the toothpaste rather that's in a plastic tube in a cardboard box. Oh, well, think about Halloween candy that comes in a big bag all individually wrapped. Yeah. I mean, I... I'm so aware every time I take the trash out because if I take my trash out more than once or twice a week, I get like anxious. Like, what am I doing that I have so much extra trash? Yeah. It drove me nuts. I was at the grocery store the other day and individual bell peppers were wrapped in <gasps> oh plastic. Oh my God. Isn't that just a kicker? I'm like, why? Priminy this is sakes. so unnecessary. Yeah. One, it's just another barrier to me eating my food. Correct. Don't get in the way of my food. Correct. And two, it's so just so wasteful and so unnecessary. Yeah. I don't get it. It's like those little, those cucumbers that they wrap in plastic. I'm like, you know what? Does that actually help them stay fresh? (laughs) No. Not necessarily. Also, it's just like uh, cucumber condom. Unnecessary. (laughs) Like you're going to rinse it before you put it in your mouth hole anyway. Right. Or you better. Yes. Or if you like to wash your car, look up and see if your local car wash reuses their mm-hmm. water. Okay, you know what? We are just going off on a ravel travel of all yeah. of the things that we've been thinking of. So I guess really bringing it back to how can you be a friend to the planet? Now, granted, we've talked about a lot of these things and, you know, changing is hard enough when it's just for yourself, mm-hmm. right? So changing your habits for something is like <laughs> wildly un- uh, uh, intangible as the planet or future generations. That's, you know, that's difficult. Mm-hmm. But thank you for thinking about it. Thank you for making changes if you do. And it's not just about doing like these little changes this way. Maybe that's not something that you're willing to do right now. There are other ways that you can be helpful. You know, totally. if you've got some time and you enjoy volunteering, maybe volunteer for your local park system or go and pick up trash. Or even if you go on a walk, carry a little bag with you so that when you see some litter, you can just pick it up. Like those are little yeah. things that are being friendly to the planet as well we all have the giant bag filled with other bags oh my gosh grab one of those 
<laughs> one of those yep. old plastic bags and take it with you on a walk. Yeah. And it's maybe you don't have the time, but you've got the money and the want to help out. You can always become a patron mm-hmm. of, you know, those other wonderful foundations that make a difference and who know which ways they can be most fruitful. Mm-hmm. So that's an opportunity. And Jacob, you brought up a really good point, too, about voting. another way. Yes. Another way that you can help is really by voting for people who align with that kind of thinking of sustainability of mm-hmm. making a viable fight for the future right or you know however they say it well and that happens on the local and the state level primarily uh and those elections are often so overlooked but that's where all of your statewide decisions are made or even and community it's, it's so much easier to pay attention to the the, the big ones the big yeah. ones mm-hmm. the the federal level but really legislatures legislators at the state level and the local level are the ones that are really driving those small community changes you even have local like resource districts mm-hmm. yeah who make yeah. decisions about how they handle the resources from water to mm-hmm. whatever else in your community Right. So just make sure you vote in a way that aligns with your values and Mm -hmm. your belief system and um, making sure that you're understanding that if a a politician or somebody that you vote for talks about those things in their campaign, talks about wanting to make those changes to protect the environment, if they don't, once they're in office, then you as their constituent get to hold them accountable. You can call, email, write, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can make a fuss because that was part of the reason why you chose to help them get into that position. They are public servants and that's something that I think we've forgotten. Yes. Politicians work for us. Yes. And it's worth making a fuss over. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You are worth it. Make a fuss. Anyway. Yeah. These are always, and there's a shitload more, but. More than we could (laughs) realistically. I mean, yeah, we're already over an hour in. And we started real late. Yeah. And we we haven't even been like drinking. No. Which, P.S., by the way, can I say something about our last episode? Sure. So the astute listener may have noticed a slight shift in my voice in Mm. the last like five or ten minutes. Dear astute listener, you are correct. Jacob had imbibed a little bit too much. In my defense, however, I was drinking IPAs that had a much higher alcohol content oh, than I... That's definitely not your go-to. That's not no. your norm by any means. So I was drinking a much stronger drink than I typically drink <laughs> and did not account for the fact that it is like double. <laughs> like That is... Some hefty stuff. A huge difference. So as I was editing, I went, oh God, I'm going to have to... I just need to belly up and own it. Belly up to the microphone, just like you bellied up to that IPA. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Which was funny because didn't you only bring like six over anyway? I think it was actually a four pack. Oh, because it was like one of those super. Yeah, it was either a four or six pack from a local brewery. Did you cut up that four pack of rings? It it came in a cardboard box. Oh, have you seen those ones? We were talking about this and it hit my brain earlier. Instead of like either the plastic or the the, uh, thinner cuttable rings, uh, there's a beer company making edible like oh biodegradable God. edible yes. you've seen it like yeah. it's the sea turtle munching on it yeah 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 i forgot those about little uh-huh. six-pack little carriers yeah. yeah or not handles carriers Love it. yeah that's so smart so smart so anyway out of sorts i mean you are sort of way <laughs> it doesn't matter it was still good. quality oh yeah i have no qualms with anything i said i just it was a noticeable change and they came back for another week so <laughs> they sure did you know and thank you for doing that <laughs> you didn't scare them off <laughs> that's good and you know what i'm really grateful that we haven't scared them off 
And Me in too. fact, maybe they want more of us, Jake. Maybe they want more of us. Could they? I bet so. Is that a possibility? Yes. Do you have some ideas for how they could acquire more? I mean, I do believe that if you really needed it, you could check us out on Instagram. Just look for Best Friendhood on Instagram. Yep. At BFHpod. Boom shakalaka. We're also available for emails. We would love to chitty, 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 chitty bang bang. <laughs> <laughs> chit chat with you wow <laughs> you can always send us an email maybe you've got some tidbits of uh some planet saving stuff or some ideas or maybe you want to hear about stuff that we've talked about or if you want to share a story please do yeah, that absolutely you can email us at bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com right on for right now our twitter account is still up we're debating taking it down people don't engage and yeah maybe it's just gonna go away for a while but if you're on Twitter and that's how you choose to engage, you can find us at BFHpod. Yeah, that's neat. I don't have glasses on, so it's really hard for me to read this sticky note at a distance. From the distance. That's a Bette Midler song. It is a Bette Midler song. Um, let's see. Our logo was created by Jennifer Bate. Where can people listen to us? All over the place. You've already found us once, so find us back here again. But if you want to share with your friends that they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And and Spotify. And Spotify. And this episode will be edited by Melissa. Ugh. <laughs> she signed up for this. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing. To be a friend to us, if you wouldn't mind just taking a quick second to scroll down in your podcast player and just leave us a rate, a review, a rating rather, a review and if you haven't already give us a subscribe it really does help us out if if we get that that positive feedback helps others find us mm -hmm. if you think that somebody you know might find us funny or knowledgeable in some way we sure would appreciate you just sharing that with someone you nailed it buddy thanks so is it time that we get to say it is time dear listener remember that you are loved and you are worth being loved we love you. We Go. love you. Bye. Bye. By the way, huh. that's Melissa. Oh, my God. And I'm Jake. That's Jake. And this has been Best Friendhood. Do love you. Bye. Start over now. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, that's how I end it. <laughs>